Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, hour three of the Lori and Julia show. And yeah, we are proud to say we did not get fooled by Michael Strahan. We're very savvy when it comes to these April Fool's jokes, aren't we? Oh, big time, huge. He was really, you know, like he was on vacation this week. He had the people at um, Good Morning America kind of of continuing it. it. Yes. Yes, Julia. Very, very interesting, Michael Strahan. Well, that's good because it just seems so out of character for him because I feel like that's who he was. Do you guys know any uh, Hollywood stories just off the top of your head of like an actor that did something like in a movie that was very, you know, they were in character that they really went above and beyond and overboard for for a role that they played. Jared Leto is who I just think of Suicide Squad, where he did the dead mouse and stuff like that and was really weird and ate something funny. Yeah. I don't Marco, know. Do I don't know. know. That's the only like one Daniel recently. Day-Lewis only. Oh, know, yeah. He gets full Lincoln and, and when he did My Left Foot, he, you know. He walked around with two left shoes. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't go out of character. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, okay. So here are just a couple of other ones. Okay. That I didn't know about. Okay. Right. So people just stayed in character. Like in The Revenant. Maybe this is why Leo got his uh, Oscar. He was worried that the faux bison liver prepared by the prop department didn't look realistic enough. Because remember when right, he, he asked ate, to eat Yes, that? I do, I do, I do. Was it the bear's liver that he yes, ate? Yes, I believe. Ugh. So what did he do? He volunteered to eat the real uncooked thing. And to prove he has guts of steel, he told Variety... That it was basically, it's like a balloon. When you bite into a liver, it bursts in your mouth. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that was real liver. Does anybody remember anything about that movie other than the bear no. attack scene? No. I remember watching it at the Highland Movie Theater with you, Casey, my mom, and myself. And we were all like, oh, mm-hmm. when it was over. Yeah. Kind of like. We won't be watching that again. Ever. That no. was exactly what we said. It was exa- I mean, amazing performance, but oh. Yeah. Thank goodness that's done. Yeah. I mean, really. I know. And that was really, we won't be watching that again. And then speaking of Leo, so okay. maybe it's known in the Titanic, um, had a very grueling uh, schedule. And whenever... The stars had to use the bathrooms in shifts, but Kate Winslet just said, because remember when they're running and they're in the water mm-hmm. and all, she would just pee in just, the water because it was so much work to get out of the corsets. Oh, gosh, I love that. I love and everything. that. Mm-hmm. But she did get hypothermia filming that final scene on the boat, on the door, which had room for Jack. Yes, it, it totally did. He but tried to get that, up. But filming that, she did get for real hypothermia. Hypothermia, okay. Yeah. Um, that was not her only run in with water. The, these, uh, 
Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, yeah. which is a great movie. That is a great Jim movie. Carrey. That was a great movie. She fainted after spending ages in hot water during the sink scene. Can't even remember Not it. Me either. Can't mm-hmm. remember it. When she eventually fainted. I saw it um, at the Grandview. It's funny where you remember where you, you were. I saw it at Grandview. I too. remember what movie theater we I saw it at. Seen it together. I, that's maybe. just weird. Yeah. When she finally fainted. I guess Jim Carrey got all over the director. Like we should have been listening to her. She said sure. she was feeling bad. And then in Pretty Woman, Vivian was meant, of course, played by Julia Roberts, was meant to find I Love Lucy really funny, but she didn't. Her she was having trouble finding it funny. Yep. So Gary Marshall ended up. Tickling her feet to get her, and that's in the TV scene where she's sitting on it, laying on her stomach, watching TV while he's out at a business meeting on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Gary Marshall is tickling. That's her funny. Feet to okay, get her to do that. that's funny. And as a relative newbie in Hollywood, because it was like only her second film, right? She revealed she was so nervous about her sex scenes that every single time she'd break out in hives. Mm. <laughs> wow, with Richard Gere. Yeah. And in the first, anyone watch the Harry Potter movies? Love the. I watched yeah. one of Marco, them. Marco, you're not a Harry Potter movie. Uh, not, not really. really. My kid was into it for a while. And well, and some of the great hall scenes were, you know, the, the food on the table. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Apparently, they had to pretend they weren't sitting in front of stinky rotten food because they would keep the first for the food out for days. Oh, gross. they wanted it to be as realistic as possible. Yep. According to Warwick Davis on the first day of filming, they could eat the food, but by day four they could smell it. So for the rest of the movies, it was decided to always use fake food. And yeah. they probably did that on game of Thrones. Yeah. Too, I bet with all the banquets. Okay. Scenes. Did yeah. I tell you guys that game of Thrones they're making into a Broadway play? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I, I don't get it at all, but that was in the news earlier in the week. I just don't know. They can I take, remember. I guess, any source material yeah. and uh, try and music, music, yes, music, yeah, me- music, fire it up, <laughs> musical it up, yeah, as it were. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. A third of the sweets were ed- edible. Gene Wilder knew what was real, and what wasn't, but in that one scene, he did, he did take a bite, a bite out of his inedible wax teacup. Oh, okay. in that one scene, it was yes. I used to love those wax oh, lips of soda. Oh, soda pops. I love those, and the, I loved the oh, wax yeah. lips. Yeah, the wax lips. Loved they them. had like a great taste and texture. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. something. Do you still make those? I don't I know. I think like at the electric fetus, you can get wherever some of you can these get old fashioned candies. candies. Yep. I think sometimes Patina has it. I Ace Fratellonis. They have antique candy, candy yeah. and antique sodas. Yes, they have a weird corner on that. There, you're right, Laura. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, and then I know you two didn't ever see Candyman, the the great no. movie Candyman. But what, the, who is in it? Well, it's just a class. You know, the Candyman's scary story. You know, you look in the mirror, Candyman, oh. Candyman. You yell, call for Candyman three times, and he will come through your mirror. Good job of not saying it three times. Though. Yeah, I know. And I wasn't in front of a mirror. <laughs> he, no. But uh, anyway, um, he, the guy who played Candyman, he had his face covered and his mouth filled with real bees. And <gasps> in his contract, he was paid a bonus for each sting he got, uh, $1,000. And he only got 23 stings. But he made, you know. 20- Could you imagine keeping your mouth <laughs> filled with bees? I, I That <laughs> just sounds like the most horrible Wait. thing ever. Mm-hmm. 
Was that an April Fool's joke? No, I don't know. No, but, but I've never even. In their mouth? You have to know the movie. Okay. I don't even yeah. know what year did that come out. Oh, because I, I'm thinking of who it's a classic. Can, who can make no. the sun rise? Yeah, no, it's it's the Candyman with blue. It's okay. a horror like the story. Ni- early nineties or yeah. something. Okay. And then, of course, everyone knows that Steve Carell, for 40-Year-Old Virgin, he really got waxed. Yes. That was a real wax yes. scene. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and Jonah Hill snorted so much fake cocaine filming The Wolf of Wall Street over the seven months of filming. He basically did fake daily coke that he was hospitalized uh, for overdosing on fake vitamin D powder and got bronchitis. Really? So that's what it was. Okay. Vitamin D powder. If you're ever wondering in scenes what they're snorting. Fake vitamin D powder. All right. That's what it is. And I think uh, I'm really surprised, Rocco, you didn't uh, remember this one about Amy Poehler's chest in Mean Girls. What was going on in there with the chihuahua? (laughs) She had the cocktail sausage pinned inside her bra. Oh, really? The rest is history. The sausage in the bra trick. The old oh, it's one of Julia's uh, favorite oh, right. dating <laughs> tricks. One of her fresh dating tricks. Oh, why do you smell like cinnamon and sausage? Ew. Oh, <laughs> oh right, Lori. All right. Yeah. And, um, what else? Oh, here, Sharon Stone. You know, more stories are coming out. Everything is coming out from this book. It's only a 246-page book. At the rate this is going, I may not have to read well, it. Well, Lori, I was just thinking because I saw... Um, Oh, Grace, Will and Grace, who's the redhead? Deborah Messing is mm-hmm. good. She says, I'm so excited. I'm hanging out with Sharon Stone in my bed. And she had a picture of her on Instagram with the Sharon Stone book in her bed. And she says, I love my friend. You know, oh, I thought it was kind of cute. But she yeah. Did a very good interview with Kelly Clarkson. Because, Sharon Stone did. Yeah, because Sharon Stone said to Kelly, um, and the story that came out today is that she had to leave Pennsylvania and she went to uh, college in Ohio, which is Keystone, the Keystone State. Anyway, they and that's she writes about getting an abortion yeah. when she was a freshman in uh, in college. So, but she was really cute with Kelly. She goes, "You're so talented. I'm in awe of your your songs. Mean so much to me, and I've just been a big fan oh. ever since you came on the scene." And oh. Kelly was a- actually starstruck, or just. Uh, flabbergasted but then they talked also about britney and they had a very interesting conversation and i think kelly could really relate to it and it was kind of poignant in that sharon was pointing out that it is when you become famous you start making money and then to take control of your money and you have all these people telling you what to do what not to say? And Kelly was like, "Oh, do I remember that?" Because she had the very strict contract right. with American Idol, with American and then Idol. Clive Davis, and, and people were like, "Why are you being so frank in interviews?" Right. They wanted to send her to media school. And one of the, I mean, she doesn't come right out and say it, but one of the attractive things about probably falling in love with her husband was he was also a manager, and he was going to be able to help her, help her, and then he ends up screwing her over. Yeah. You know, and so they were, she was just like, and Sharon was like, it is, you know, uh, a difficult thing to do all this and it's easy to be taken advantage of. And, right. and Kelly's just, oh, do I know about that? And, and she just said, I was always being told I am too uh, forward, too open. I say too much. To I was this, always being scolded for being who I was. Oh, but I think that's, you know, the truth, the truth. Yeah. 
and I, boy, she's likable. Yeah, she and really, relatable. They had a I, they had a very good conversation. I mean, it might have been. Did Sharon look great? She, oh, fabulous! Okay, yeah, wearing a print blouse and her hair is kind of you know longer than mine now that I cut mine off. Mm-hmm. But you know, she looked she looks really great. Oh, good. She's uh, got the zoom thing down oh so it's at the right angle oh gosh it's right up right face level right which is where it should be yeah all right we've got the dirt alert when we come back stay with us this is a my talk dirt alert april 1st it's april fool's day we had no trick to play on you well thank you (laughs) thank you i really appreciate it you know the thing about Michael Strahan's April Fool's joke with his teeth is that he did it before April Fool's. I know he did. Which he did is, it on Tuesday. Which is against the rules of April Fool's Day. But then he let us know today that it wasn't. So in that he way, trolled it us was all epic. week. He got more play, maybe. That's right. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, being an April Fool's Day purist, keep yeah. it to the day. But I don't have any April Fool's tricks or treats or anything like that. We've just kind of got a little celebrity grab bag. Okay. All right. In the dirt alert this afternoon. Let's talk a little casting news. Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey is replacing army hammer in the new limited series about watergate called gaslit Mm. so this is going to be on stars julie roberts and sean penn have already signed on to this limited series and uh dan stevens is going to play john dean okay and didn't g gordon liddy just die this week he did he was like the king of the dirty tricks he was g gordon liddy all part of the watergate scandal he passed away earlier this week i believe at the age of 90 all right that's good long life yeah and he spent a lot of time behind bars because he did not want to talk Mm -hmm. tales out of school concerning watergate now john dean was a white house counsel and uh, is being described as torn between his ambition and his struggle of whether he can lie to protect the president okay well that's that's a good uh, lucky for dan stevens i mean that army hammer is such a nutty well he doesn't have any movies on the no he doesn't he got dropped from the j-lo movie yep yeah very early and he got dropped from the Cold War movie. Now That's I right. now there's nothing left. Now, you know, we'll go back to Army Hammer because I don't know if you guys talked about this or not, but one of the stories in Variety earlier this week was what the heck is Disney going to do? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With the movie that they have had in the can for years, Death on the Nile, the Agatha Christie movie. 
because Army Hammer is one of the lead roles in that movie. And it was supposed to come out, I believe, last Oh, gosh. I, it was last, October? Yeah, yes, last, last year. year. And then the movies were still shut down. Right. And so then they were going to release it sometime this year. But then they're like, you know, maybe we're going to sit on that for a little bit. So it's not supposed to come out until next February. Oh, good grief. Well, they must not have very much confidence in the movie, whether Army's in it or not. Right. Yeah. Is what right. I'm saying about it. That's no reason because he's in it not to release it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he they can release it and he doesn't have to do any press. Well, exactly. Well, well, but I think the concern is that he's in the movie so much. Oh, got it. That the other people who are in the movie, because it's an ensemble cast, that they're going to be asked about Army Hammer. And I suppose Disney just doesn't want to bring it up. Okay. You know, it's like, well, you know, your co-star is accused of wanting to eat somebody's rib. How do you feel about yeah, that? Okay. Not not Disney-friendly uh, right. questioning. So Olivia Wilde responded after an Instagram user joked that Harry Styles should star in a new film series with Alice and Janney. Oh. Oh. So this is kind of fun. So somebody uh, said that they need a cinematic universe where it's Harry Styles and Alice and Janney in bulky fur coats and then put a, a series of photographs together with Alice and Janney and Harry Styles in bulky coats. So one is Harry Styles' new Gucci ad, Alice and Janney starring in I, Tanya. Oh, <laughs> so, oh got it. What, okay. did, what did Olivia say? Well, uh, she just posted a laugh cry emoji okay. and commented on it. So she she's looking out yeah. for Harry Styles' content on the internet. Yeah. Just like the, just like the rest of us. Right. Uh, Prince Harry and exclusive photos on people.com. He's taking his dog to the beach. I saw it thrown with the good old ball thrower thing. Yes. With okay, the good old no. ball thrower thing. Holly, you're, yeah. you're familiar with um, California. And it, it seems to me that in Montecito, like it is difficult. There's not that many places for to get to public the beach? beach access that like people know somebody who lives on the beach in Montecito to get to the beach in Montecito. I mean, you can go down from that fancy hotel that's in Montecito that's right on the beach. You could get down there, but it's, it is kind of a private, even though I know all beaches are supposed to be open. Yeah. These photographs were taken in Santa Barbara, but oh, they I, were. I, I okay. feel like the question that you're, Asking by not asking is, were these photographs staged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer is yes. yes I mean, yeah. You can look at these and it's like, how? what are the odds of Prince Harry bringing his dog to the beach right. and taking these exclusive photos on people.com? I am just in heaven that we're seeing his toes. I do not think... <laughs> oh, no, that's right. I do not... He Harry's got some nice, manly-looking feet. I am so happy to get this toe glimpse. Oh. I forgot, Lori, you and the toes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So Uh I think that we're going to probably be seeing a lot of photographs like this because you wouldn't know if you walked on the beach and you saw Harry and this dog and a friend, you would just walk right by him. I feel like he's just a dude on the beach with his dogs. You you would know. I, I would I know would. that was Harry. I would know that beard anywhere. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of beards, Mm -hmm. former Bachelor star Matt James shaved his beard. Thank goodness. I wonder if he's met somebody. Oh, no kidding. That that beard was so ugly. Well, that was a bad... That was was his... He was in mourning. Protest beard. Yeah, I totally think it was. exactly right. Well, he just said of shaving his beard... It was time. Yeah. Peace out, beard. Good. So, you know, I think that you guys were not the only ones. Mm, maybe not thinking that Matt James's beard was the best aesthetic choice for him. No. So, and maybe he just didn't want anyone to look at him. Because yeah. he was without a girlfriend anyway. So, right. So what, who cares? Yeah. Well, he shaved off the beard, but he has a little bit of stubble left. All right. So, you know, he's doing things. Uh, let's see. Glastonbury, the music festival in the UK, is going to be live streaming shows, including Coldplay. Uh, they're claiming that it's going to be like the festival, but without the people. Would you guys live stream Austin- no. Glastonbury no. on May 22nd? No. Not a- interested. No. <laughs> It would have to be somebody besides that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, uh, some guest appearances and collaborations. I mean, are you guys just totally over any kind of yeah. Zoom yep. streaming yep. thing? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I want. I'd watch it. Like if it was a like if they ever did a Glastonbury concert film where they showed like some of the best, best amazing yeah, appearances. Appearances. I want to see you crowds. Know, like I want to see things like that. The things that I think we all loved about the Tina Turner, uh, Tina on HBO was that footage, that yes. archival footage was incredible of performances. Oh, yeah. You, you know, Tina on HBO totally. Oh. A wonderful, wonderful uh, documentary about Tina Turner. Yeah, but you're right. It is. It is the archival stuff. Otherwise, it's just you know a little Zoom fatigue. Except this time, you know. Yeah, I, I do like that. There are people that are announcing their lineups and things are happening with you know music promoters that they're able to get you know acts know yeah. when they're going out on the road and it just seems like you know a. Stuff that maybe was going to happen in mm-hmm. May, June, or maybe even beginning of July, it will be moved to like August, September, yes, October. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 The bouncing ball is yes. still moving, but yeah. it's shorter distances. You know, we started this Dirt Alert update with Michael Strahan and his April Fool's joke. Going to end it with how not to do April Fool's again. Tori Spelling claiming that she was pregnant with her sixth kid, but it was appeared to be an April Fool's oh. joke. And so people were not here for that. Why? That's a good one. So Jeez. so she's, yeah, she's doing it. Well, you know, the people are not really here for that kind of April Fool's joke. So she put the caption of her photo, number six. And so fans were unclear. And uh, it was a stunt. Okay. By one of Tori Spelling's We liked Paddington Bear's uh, stunt today. I no longer like marmalade. Oh, yes. That was darling. Oh, Paddington Bear. What a cutie. So cute. Thank you, Holly. She has a theory. Well. Here's a theory that <laughs> came up between the esthetician and myself as she was dermaplaning my face. You're hairy. You're a hairy yak. No, that what? that is one reason why men universally look younger. Because they shave every day. If they don't have a beard or something, they shave all the time. So you're exfoliating your skin mm-hmm. every day, taking off that dead layer of skin. People don't realize how much um, skin... 
Right. How much on dead top of their skin. skin. How much dead skin is on top of your, your life skin? skin. Yes. yes. So anyway, I said, do you think that that is, she said, yes. <clears throat> she said that is the theory behind dermaplaning, that that is one reason why guys will uh, very often look younger. I can't see Rocco. What do you have on your face right now? He's Are you got, I, a uh, goatee kind of? I kind of trim my beard back a little bit. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about cutting my long hair off too. So. Really? Oh, I'm, I'm just making your some hair, changes. Your hair grows Are so you fast. Feeling like it's a pandemic look. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to. Yeah, I'm ready to. Clean cut. My yeah. pandemic looks. So All right. We'll That's how I felt it about my hair. I grew my hair out and then I was just like, what am I doing? I'm just going back to my short, sassy hair. Good job. You know? I'm like keeping it. mine longer, but I might cut my bangs. Yeah. I'm trying to decide. So many choices. To bang or not to bang. To this bang is always a question. I know it. I know it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So um, in the year of our Lord COVID, which has yeah. been the last year, mm-hmm. the one thing, I have a theory, the one thing that really caused, we've never had panic or feelings uncomfortableness about our sneezing oh. or coughing in public now. Oh. Like if you shame. are- Shame. Shame. Burning, you're like, whoa, I promise, you know. And so we, the, there was a survey that did- how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted social etiquette around coughing and sneezing. Right. Because we are approaching allergy season. Big time. We just got something from Voyage Healthcare on allergy season. Some tips. Yes. And I'm like, of course. So uh, 60% of people said when they cough or sneeze, they can feel the heat of judgmental eyes. Oh, 100%. Um, another 55% of people say they experience a slight moment of panic when they feel the urge to sneeze coming on. Okay. I, I, yeah. And even Lori in the studio yesterday because I sneezed while we were on the air and I hit my button and stuff. Uh-huh. And we have this acrylic glass between us. Yeah. I was like all nervous that I didn't hit the deck quick enough. Right. Well, that's because you are a loud and proud sneezer. But, You're a... <laughs> but a lot of people sneeze, you know... Loud and proud. Loud and, and it's not... Into, I mean, the, if I make it quieter, it'll come out of my nose, you know, and then it's let a dirtier it so. sneeze. Yeah, let it be so, rather let than be, spraying out of your mouth. Honest like to Pete, though, I'm telling you, like, on an airplane once this year when I was flying somewhere and I had a mask and everything on... Did you have to sneeze? Yes, it's just... Were you mortified? mortified. You'd rather wet your pants or something <laughs> than sneeze. I mean, because no one can see that. I mean, but literally the sneezing judgment is for real. Because you think, great, now people think I'm sick or probably right. I'm not sick. Try well, the thought of even in. having the sniffles. And What's wrong with you? literally are fighting to not sneeze or cough. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. What else did this... Uh, Sixty-two uh, percent said the, the the sneezing always comes at the worst time. Seven out of ten people said there's nothing more irritating than a never-ending sneezing fit because a lot of people will if you sneeze once you sneeze like three times. Oh, you do that. I'm a three. You're you're a triple sneezer. Mm-hmm. Snoozer. Sneezer. Uh, uh, six and ten people say bless you, but they will only do it up to three consecutive sneezes after saying bless you. Thirty percent. Say, well, I hope they're not sick. <laughs> <laughs> and um, regardless of the number of sneezes, sneezing style plays a factor in people's moods. People who classify themselves as a loud and proud sneezer agree they get annoyed by others that sneeze loudly. 
And half the poll, 46%, identify themselves as stealth-like sneezers. I have a girlfriend who I admire how she sneezes. Why? She has the most ladylike... Oh, like this. But the way she can do it... Oh, I have someone who goes, you! Right. I mean, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I wish you'd teach me that. That's like your superpower trick. I don't know that you can learn how to sneeze quieter. Yes, you could. I I don't want to. Someone just needs to give you the tip. Rocco, maybe the next time Donna and Steve give a tip. Yeah, don't. Don't. I'm kind of a a stifled sneezer. You You can do a stealthy... But my wife is so loud, and I'm like, do you really need to do that? It's... She's like, yeah. That's true. It's people are one or the other. Like, they can really... I am kind of in between. You are in between. I can... But you do the triple sneeze. Yeah. So... Annoying. Okay, so anyway, but we all know have, that you're not alone, but boy, the judgment. We all have in common. Oh, yeah. We have in common. Yep. Okay, now here's the theory. Long before their first word, maybe this will come as no surprise to you as parents, babies understand what you're saying way earlier than you think. 100%. You think so? Mm-hmm. Rocco, do you think so? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, this was a study from uh, out of the University of Edinburgh, and they said, uh, they studied... Um, infants and that babies begin understanding what's going on a lot a bit earlier than most people think usually by the time children are 11 to 12 months old they're right on the verge of speaking Mm -hmm. they already process and understand various multi-word phrases such as clap your hands Mm -hmm. what else smile yeah smile give me a big smile um mama dada yeah even when you say hey baby baby Mm -hmm. i I don't know (laughs) That was that was always a good one. Hey, baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I miss a little baby. Hey, baby, baby. Well, the, the researchers said, they, they theorize this is why it's hard to be truly bilingual because adults have so much trouble becoming bilingual. When you learn a second language, um, you tend to rely on individual words which fall short of reaching like the native like proficiency mm-hmm. In the way you string together, and it's just because you haven't done it since heard You're those a little words bit, since okay, you were a baby. Yes. So people who do, like George Clooney, who said he had, they had the nanny who spoke Italian, and they said, "Please speak Italian." Now the kids will be proficient, truly bilingual, right? Because learning as a child, it's like going skiing when you're four versus yes. going skiing when you're twenty. Twenty. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Anyway, so they're just like uh, most infants. Yeah, 23 out of the 36 babies they studied, and this was published in the study of cognition, where they knew all kinds of little phrases. I that, believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is that. Now, I don't know if you're going to like this theory or not. Um, we will decide. We will choose. Are you living your best life? Uh, Who is right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... Most Americans think that you hit your peak, and um, I read this. Is it at thirty-seven? At at age forty-six. Oh, forty-six. Forty-six. Okay. You will peak at about thirty-seven, but you'll keep peaking. That's what they don't uh, tell you. Is that um, yes, peaking? I don't know. It depends on how you consider peaking. Many right. people consider um, peaking is when you're at the height of happiness. And uh, maybe 47 is like your good, best physical. Sure. Okay. Possibly. Right. 
But um, people's level of happiness is uh, the older you get, the happier you get as long as you have your health. And that continues 100% to hold for everybody. Mm-hmm. And people's big wellness goal in 2021 is to get rid of the weight they gained in 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. 56% yeah, of I... people want to get in better physical sh- shape, but 46% want better mental health. I Here is my prediction. Mm-hmm. That is going to become a crisis. I think there is so... I, I agree with that because even when we talk about, you know, people going out and living their lives again who have been double vaccinated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and are clear and everything, mm-hmm. how... Think of those people that just, you know, the zeroists. We all, I think, yeah. know some zeroists, Rocco. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they don't want to do anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. Even though they're, you know, Might that this is, this is just taking them to a whole new level and they don't want to get out of that comfort zone, even though they can. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna. I just think it's yeah. it's gonna be a big, big, big issue. And and if you have access, you know, to some sort of therapy or something through something, I think people are gonna really. Well, this particular uh, I think theory and this study just said all the uncertainty and upheaval oh. caused by the pandemic has led many people to look inward and redefine what happiness and success looks like for them, whether it's financial stability, a better job, their mental health, but just that all the hard work that's been put in over the last year, you know, that, uh, you know, they want people to feel in a sense, a sense of achievement that we did get through, through it and not burden yourself with too many things on your to do what you you do. know what? That's a really good point, Lori. Is inst- you know just thinking, yep, you did get through. You know, even though some people say, well, we're not through it all the way right. yet, but but we are, we are so on our way. Think of where we were here, and, and I think that is a nice thing to remember. Uh, gentle kindness, yeah, because it it tried everybody in such different ways, mm-hmm. depending on where you were in your lifestyle and your kids cycle, you know, your you marriage, money. your relationship, finances, it, job, it, it exaggerated everything, everything. And then the global reckoning, yeah. you know, with the murder of George Floyd last yeah. summer here. I mean, yeah. that is still on everybody's mind and in, in the twin cities area. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So, yeah. All right. Well, that, those are our theories today. People right. do with them what you will. We'll be right back. Rocco, you got to go look. I'm looking right now. Yeah. This is our second straight day of talking about chaps. Yes, so it's yes, yeah, Well, it's spring. You can't ever. You know, you can't. It's spring. Wrong. You don't have to cover the butt as much the, as you do in the winter. The calendar and Bella, turns to April. You take your chaps out of the closet. Yeah. yeah. And Bella is wearing like a, a, a boob sling around her top. And yeah, it's basically, you know... Uh, it's a very. It looks like chaps. Is it's what it it's looks a like. very wild look. And this is uh, this. They are walking for uh, Terry Mugler, 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 mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. body suits are all the rage. It's what all the pop stars right. have been wearing. Megan The Stallion and uh, beyond. I mean, everybody has worn these uh, Terry Mugler body suits. So that is on there, and then Beyonce. Uh, we see the back of her children, uh, Blue Ivy, Rumi, and Sir. They look like maybe they're at the, at the beach. Yes, they do. Very they darling. look lovely. Rihanna, I told you yesterday, I said, look at Rihanna. This is that fancy grocery store down the street from where we stay in Beverly Hills. Bristol on, Farms. On Doheny Drive. Mm-hmm. Rocco, it's the fanciest it is grocery so store. so fancy. Which one? It's called Bristol, Bristol Farms. Farms. Okay. And Rihanna is walking in and... 
I mean, she just she's got shorts on and sandals, and she's and I said to Lori, I, I think it'd be so fun if we just walked in right next to her. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So she's walking in, and then uh, uh, Holly, who just watched the Tina Turner documentary on uh, on HBO, she posted a uh, I can Tina Turner review uh, of them performing Proud Mary. Oh, it's good. Because you just go down the rabbit yep, hole of you do. some of these performances. And that was at Kennedy Center Honors. Yeah, yeah that's t- totally, totally fun. So kind of a musical day for our show. Yes. Post. Uh, Julia, we didn't get to this story, but uh, we've been spared. The last two SpaceX flight seats have been filled. Oh, sure. The private rocket trip that's taking four people up in orbit for three days in the fall now is sold out. It's sold out. How much did people pay for the last two seats? Okay, well, the remaining two seats, uh, a scientist teacher and a data engineer whose college friend won the spot but gave him the prize. Wow. Okay, so Sean Proctor, community college educator in Tempe, Arizona, and Chris Sombrowski, a former Air Force missileman from Everett, Washington, they will join flight sponsor Jared Isaacman and another person for three days in orbit this fall. And um, this uh, Isaacman, who's the sponsor, he won't say how much he's paying, but he's donated $100 million to St. Jude. Nice. To take this up. Yeah, and nice. um, this St. Jude physician assistant is... The part of the crew, and he was treated at St. Jude as a child. Yeah, for I remember cancer. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, yeah. And the guy whose friend, this guy donated and entered the lottery but wasn't picked. His friend was. His friend didn't want to fly for personal reasons. Probably he's afraid to be exploded. Right. Offered his spot. He's afraid to be exploded. <laughs> he's ex- afraid. To die and explode up in space. Or I shortened be, it up. Be exploded. Yep. I get yeah, it. Okay. I get it. And he's, I guess this Sembrowski dude, the guy who got it donated, he was a space camp uh, counselor in college and volunteered for space advocacy group. So, um, and they're saying, you know, they're not going to cut any corners as they prepare to do I, this in I September. I hope not. Or they're going to fill the tank all the way up to the full. Yeah, uh, the Isaacman, the pilot, who's you know maybe paid a hundred million, is going to be the spacecraft commander. He said this. I guess makes everybody feel better. You don't go up on Everest right after you've just taken a hike in the backyard. You build your way to it. Okay, he's going right, to do some training right there. I'm off the mission. Okay, because Lord. I don't even understand that analogy. Well, he's going to do the training. Rocco, do you have any desire to go to space? Yeah. Uh, why not? What do I got to lose? Only I be think exploded. Yeah. Like the space. No, but at least I got to go to space. You could say that. Yeah. Unless, you know. But people are, you know, this is a new frontier for people who, I mean, a lot of who people have are, a lot of money. Yes, exactly. And aren't afraid of getting exploded. Right. But if <laughs> Rocco, if, all right, so let's just say this was your friend and he didn't want to go and he gave it to you. Would your wife let you? Hmm. Yeah, she'd probably be happy to. No, but would you do it on the first for a while? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, sure. I might. I think that'd be kind of neat. Well, I'm sure the view is amazing. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, before I just float, I think I can float in a pool. (laughs) (laughs) I love. I can float in a lake. Okay, you're gonna go. 
Set. You're going to go understand. 75 miles higher than the International Space Station and more on the level with the Hubble Space Telescope. All right. So if that not, gives you an idea Is of that all the way are, to the moon? It's 335 miles up. Is it before the moon or after the moon? It's way before the moon. It is? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. And this, the Dragon capsule is parked at NASA. In case okay. You're wondering. I, you know, this is we're going to be hearing more and more and more about this, Lori. I know Lori has bought a plot on Mars because she's <laughs> she begged Casey to put a down payment on a little no, a little corner square that's where on we're Mars. We're all drawing the line until it doesn't take five years to travel to Mars. Five years. That was, was five years to go one way. We would look amazing though because I we could come back and we would be like you know ninety, but our skin would only look like we were today because we wouldn't have been exposed to anything. So there's a win. Everybody have a great night. We'll be back. Is it that time? It is. Time flies, sister. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.